and welcome to today's episode of Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Kieran of Go Deep Flotation. We're going to be talking about flotation, sauna, cold immersion therapy, and different aspects of spirituality and personal growth. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you ever so much for being here today. So we met a few minutes ago yep. now, but I've heard some fantastic things about you. And it was one of our previous guests that actually said, you've got to speak to this guy because what he does is brilliant. <laughs> so would you like to just introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Kieran and I run Go Deep Flotation Centre in Spridlington in Lincolnshire. Okay, so what is that? Yeah. So floating, it's people, it's probably a new thing to many listeners mm -hmm. right now. It's a thing that's been, it was first created in the 60s uh, by an American neurobiologist okay. who was really interested in researching um, what happens to the brain when external stimuli is restricted. Mm -hmm. um, so he went here, he spent a life, he spent his whole life kind of researching and testing. Um, and basically it, what we have today is kind of like a modernized version of his primal designs. And we have a luxurious flotation pod um, and floating is a concept it's literally like laying in the Dead Sea. Mm -hmm. So there's half a ton of Epsom salt in there. It's about 11 inches deep. The water's heated to skin temperature and you just float and you do nothing and you calm your nervous system. It's completely natural. It's a very beautiful therapy that completely changed my life when I first started it. Mm -hmm. I, I just found it. Yeah, I, I found it incredible um, and I just wanted everyone to try it. And at the time when I found out about floating, there wasn't a float tank in Lincolnshire. Nice. So the UK is still slightly behind um, the industry, the industry really, and like the the momentum of where flotation is going. Mm -hmm. um, Australia, it's massive. America, it's massive now. And the UK, I mean, we've gone from I think twelve float float centres about ten years ago to about seventy now. Oh, great! So it's really kind of like mm -hmm. taking off. So it's just um, yeah, just kind of spreading awareness about this unique, odd therapy that seems quite intimidating to people when they first hear about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, I've been running the float center for about five years now and it's, yeah, it's beautiful to see the, what people get out of the therapy. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, straight away when I hear about it, I think, wow, I, I love water. I've always loved being in the water right. and Piscean. Um, <laughs> so naturally enjoy being in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, but I suppose for some people, maybe it's that sensory deprivation that they find a little bit hard to grasp. Yes, it's um, and it's a term, um, sensory deprivation as well. It's a term like we're trying to steer away from, I think, in the industry. Um, and it's kind of more, the way I see it, is more of a sensory enhancement. Yes. Because everything's quietened. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're kind of in, in the float tank and, and you've got used to the humidity and the air temperature's right, and if you get, once you get the condition and the variables right, which can take a couple of sessions. So mm -hmm. sometimes people kind of cut the nose off after the first session, but a lot of a lot of therapies, like most therapies, offer packages. Yes. Um, so what, after a good three sessions, you'll really get into it. But when you hit the perfect space in floating, it's when your body temperature perfectly matches the air and the water and the humidity in the tank. Okay. So you actually don't feel if you're in or out of the water. Wow. You can't feel where the water line is on your body. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You get this kind of, really really light buzz throughout your body of yeah you, you kind of just been put on hold uh -huh. um it's like a suspension suspended animation yeah. it's a really really interesting sensation mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um 
yeah, I think sometimes people can struggle to stop. Yes. Which is the big one. Because we're so busy in our society, aren't we? We're mm-hmm. always on the go. Yep. And I think our senses are overstimulated all the time. We're, there's always so much to see, hear, feel, sense. Yeah. And our systems run on overdrive mm-hmm. and we're constantly either in stress or burnout and we don't even realise. Definitely. So then when you come to stop, it can feel quite alien if it's just not something you've been used to. Definitely. And especially like with the recent generations and our generation now of, you know, we're kind of fusing with technology mm-hmm. and, you know, we're reacting to vibrations that we don't feel like our brains are rewiring of, of our de- with our devices and especially like the, the past five five years with, with social media as well and just the boom of just instant you know, dopamine hits all yes. the time and people are just kind of such a um, consumable, not greed, because there's, I, 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 I've got to be, I, I do have faith in technology. Yes. I do have, I, I do, I do really have a lot of faith in it. A lot of people kind of, you know. Oh, Used well in the right way. Yes. It can be a fantastic tool to help us learn and grow. Uh, it's and just that there are, is another side to it oh, that perhaps is less helpful to definitely. human development and human yeah. connection particularly. Definitely. And the, there's an irony in that as well that why we think we're connecting more, we're so disconnected, we're disconnected even more. Mm-hmm. So it's like a medium that brings us together but really tears us apart as well. So, I mean, I think if anyone, and I, that's where floating comes in as well. I, I kind of see it. When I first started it, I, I just saw in the future straight away, I was like, in 10 years time, this therapy will probably, people have to do something like this just to kind of relax yeah. and calm the nervous system mm-hmm. and really like promote that rest and digest, which not a lot of us get to anymore. No. Everyone's, you know, everyone's running around adrenal fatigue, like mm-hmm. chronic inflammation, constantly just kind of on edge. Yes. And, you know... um, it's it's not often we allow ourselves space and time, particularly when it's to do with ourselves, because mm-hmm. people possibly think maybe, oh, I don't know, I think it's only when you start doing therapies for yourself that you realise, and when you feel the benefits yourself, you realise it's a, it's a great transaction, it's completely worth it. Yes. But I think people overlook their self-care a lot. Absolutely, and I know that I find that sort of in all areas of life, people will often spend their money or their time on things that are perhaps detrimental to their health and well-being or they'll be spending their money serving other people in their lives to make sure that they're catered for mm-hmm. and often that self-care is neglected on all levels of a well I can't take that time because I need to look after so and so or I need to do this job or have this responsibility or I can't spend that money on me because it should really be going to x y and z mm-hmm. and it's a shame because we often then put ourselves right at the bottom of the pile yeah. and when we're not very good, we're not very good for anyone else. Definitely. If you're not tuned up nicely, you're going to play a horrible chord. Yes. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Yes. If you're not vibrating nicely or you're feeling you're resonating well, it, it, even with the intention of doing good, you're probably doing it You're probably doing it quite messily and, and not very thoughtful and you're trying to be virtuous rather than being genuine. Yes. Do you know what I mean? You're that tr- makes you're, sense. You're trying to do the, think to do the good thing rather than feeling to do the good thing. Yeah. Because you think it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but yeah, I think, and once people, especially my clients now, once they've kind of done a few sessions and they've learned to stop, it's just so nice to see the transformation in clients as well. I'm sure for you as well. Yeah. That's kind of what it what it becomes as mm-hmm. well. You see start to finish of clients and their journeys and you become friends. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so, it's such an honour, isn't it, to be part of people's journeys and see them transform and heal and grow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because sometimes me and Annie, you know, We've had a quiet month. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, because we're both working full time in the day still. And we're really, you know, 
I say we've probably got a good couple, maybe two or three years left of doing the, this much until mm-hmm. we, we can do it full time, hopefully. Um, but there's some times where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, is this, is this what I should be doing? And then this, the next day I'll, ha- I'll meet a client and they'll come in a bag of nerves and then they'll come out the tank like a different person. Yeah. And I'll be like, that's exactly why that's mm-hmm. why I'm doing it. Like it's all, it, yeah, yeah, it's right. And I think as sort of therapists and practitioners in well-being, we do need those reminders because that's the whole reason we go into it. That's what we're passionate about, about mm-hmm. helping other people and being of service. Definitely. So when yeah. you can see that going on around you, it's it's so worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. And it's nice as well to, I mean, help. I think when you get into the wellness industry as well, I think we, we all come from a place of, we go through a time of darkness in ourselves. Yes. You know, like we dark passage of the soul or whatever mm-hmm. it is, we go through, we go through a dark time, and 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 I did as I did, and that's why I got into this, and that's why yeah. I got into floating because I was struggling with my dealing with my mother's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum died in twenty fifteen, so I started having a lot of panic attacks. I'd never had them before. I was it was so strange to feel my body mm-hmm. out of sync with me. Yeah. Um. So I started exercising obsessively. Okay. Too much. Mm-hmm. Just running all the time. Um, and again, I was running away from everything, and yeah. all I needed to do was just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, yeah. And, I, and after my first float, I was like, "This is what I need. This is what I needed to do, and this is what people need to do." Yes. Um, and it's just just about stopping. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds so simple, and it is. But I think it's doing that in a healthy way, isn't it? Because I think what you've picked up on is a really key point there. That often we're so busy in our lives, and sometimes that is because we're running from our emotions. We're running from our shadows, running from the traumas and the other things that are there. And there's that fear of, if I stop, it might open up the floodgates and mm. everything might come out. Yep. But then the problem is, if you hold on to it, it is going to manifest and come out in one way or another. Yeah. Whether that's a deterioration in your mental health mm. or whether it's you start to get physical, physical. ailments. Because it creates disease in the body Completely. and imbalances. Yeah. So it's much healthier to give yourself that bit of time mm-hmm. to do something in a managed, supportive and nurturing way, yeah. like the flotation or some sort of therapy, yeah. so that you can be guided. There's that facilitation process going on, mm-hmm. rather than just leaving it and waiting and waiting, because you're almost a bit like a ticking time bomb otherwise. Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a really good point. Mm. It's a, um, it's really, um, I, I, when I first started, though, I felt like it was a, I was, I was... Because the flotation isn't regulated in the UK. Mm-hmm. There's a group on Facebook that we're all a community. I speak to all the float centers in America. There's no it, there's no real kind of like industry as such or regulation. So it's kind of like the Wild West, really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. In terms of like council and regulation, because they don't have a clue really what it is. So you yeah. kind of want to make sure you're up to date with all the water eggs and mm-hmm. and everything. It's the, the, When we first opened, I was really, it was like imposter syndrome. I was like, am I qualified to talk to people? Because... People when they finish a session, sometimes they really open up. Yes. Um, and they can, you know, they they can re- they can really unload to you. And the, the, there's quite a few times where I'm like, I'm am I qualified to talk about this? Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yes. It's it, all of a sudden I was in territories where I was, I was initially I was quite like, I didn't think about this. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I love connecting with people anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I love people. I love sharing. I love empathizing with people. But I mean, sometimes you do. Yeah. There's topics where you're like, okay, well, that's what came up for you and. That's that. We'll try and integrate that if we can. Um, yeah. But yeah, there was some times where I was like, 
I mean, I guess it just comes with experience. But it does, and I think obviously as an ethical practitioner, you know as well as I do that if you come across something like that, you provide your listening skills and that support there and then. But if it's something beyond your remit, mm-hmm. you then advise them to get some additional therapeutic support or something like Definitely. that. And that's part of what we build this community about, so that we all know each other's skill sets so that we can send where we need to get the best for our clients yeah yeah definitely it's um yeah it's just it's just wonderful and i i i i love that it's it's kind of, you know it's 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 a drug free therapy mm-hmm. you don't talk to anyone it's you and it's it's amazing what kind of bubbles up in your subconscious when you stop yes and it's kind of people who struggle to meditate which i think the majority of people really struggle to mm-hmm. meditate i do i do i mean yeah, if I'm openly honest, you know, I'm constantly thinking, um, and I do, you know, the ways and means. I'm, I really love doing breath work just before bed, mm-hmm. um, and that can really there's avenues to get you there. And I've always been fascinated with with the subconscious anyway, Me like too. All, all my life mm-hmm. ever since, like before, like hypnagogia, especially like when you're seeing shapes and colours behind your eyes as you're falling asleep. Yeah, like when, ever since I was younger, it would always happen. Not always, but it was it was a thing that I thought was quite normal for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it is, I think, yes. everyone can, everyone can access hypnagogia, definitely. Um, but like with the tank, it really, really helps you kind of lock into the theta state as quickly as possible. Yeah. So it's kind of like a really good, if people still go to meditate as well, it's a really good way to kind of fast track it uh-huh. um, and kind of get used to their mind spaces. And it's amazing what the, what the tank delivers for my clients as well, because the experience is, although the premise is the same every time, they're so different. Mm. time yeah you can have a very physical flow you could maybe have a bit of an uncomfortable flow or a very colorful flow or another flow where you completely dreamscape the whole session mm-hmm. and you feel like you're traveling around and then there's a beauty in it that when you have such a a great flow where i see this trend all the time as well when someone has a great experience their next one is never that again yeah <laughs> the second the ego is like that was fun let's do that again yeah. And then the subconscious is like, you're not going to get that. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. It's always yeah. like, no, 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 no. And it's mm-hmm. um, back to the visuals of, of hypnagogia. Like I've noticed as well when, he, when I'm in session, like when you're on the border and then things start to kind of you get into that messy soup behind your eyes where mm-hmm. things move, um, the second the, the ego or you perk up, disappears. Yeah. It's like there's this like delicate way to unlock it mm-hmm. but it has to be selfless it has to be pure yeah and it has to be completely just clear mm-hmm. um and there's a way you can just kind of just sit and watch it without being but eventually as the visuals get on get more intense you you do wake up and it goes away it's hard it's hard it's like walking a tightrope yeah <laughs> but i think it's it's holding that space isn't it to let people know whatever experience they have is actually fine and normal for them and what they need at that moment in time. So just as you can have a really wonderful experience, Mm -hmm. that's really good in one sense. But sometimes those uncomfortable sessions can actually be the ones where the biggest transformation takes place because sometimes it can be bringing repressed emotions and Mm -hmm. issues that have been stuck for a long time, bringing them up to the surface to then be permanently released and let go of. Definitely. And it is normally the most uncomfortable sessions that, yeah, like you say, they yield the best. Um, even for me personally as well, like I've floated hundreds of times and people think, oh, you, you know, you must be so into it. But it's like anything when you, when you start to go down the hole of anything, you realize I know nothing. Yes. <laughs> I, there, is, there is no limits to, there's no bottom to this. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm nobody, 
you know it's and i think that's a, it's i think it's, a, it's healthy to be like that but yeah i, I think um again not not feeling like you're qualified to do that but yeah like the work's never done as well mm -hmm. um with the therapy and it, it's it's really interesting because it like i say every every experience can be different but what what bubbles up with the subconscious has been you know if you're a jungian you know it's like your archetypes bubbling mm -hmm. up and normally it's the repressed archetypes that like to show their face or show their emotions quite a lot mm -hmm. if you've been <laughs> you know maybe just smiling the whole time and repressing yeah. like we were saying earlier repressing stuff and mm -hmm. things come up and I've experienced it in my own sessions where I've been anger and attacks I think yes. yeah attacks I think that, that's the way to yeah. call it I'd say where it kind of jolts you and it's it's the tough it's the the hard work where you sharpen the tool yeah do you know what I mean it's, yeah it's not all roses and you need that polarity as well because mm -hmm. you, you need the bad ones to know the good ones yeah um but yeah, no, it's um, um, it's it's a really nice therapy. And it's fascinating. <laughs> I can't wait to give it a try. And I yeah. think yeah. I can really see the similarities. Like obviously, I perform mainly hypnotherapy. I do lots of things. Pete does the sound therapy. But once again, they're different tools, different ways of working. From taking it from that external surroundings with those five senses to going inward and internal. And it's just in whatever way you do that, it creates such profound change. Mm -hmm. And I just wish everybody did that. And I wish we sort of made it a normal part of society from everybody being young because wow well, we could create massive shifts oh yeah definitely and we are yes we are aren't yes. we like <laughs> we are we are we are part of the movement like it, mm -hmm. we're all a little beacon in what we're doing yes and especially with what you're doing with your podcast as well you know it, it's building bridges with the community especially around lincoln because everyone's so quiet sometimes yes we've only got instagram it's it's just nice to know there's a community and a collective of people doing the work mm-hmm and um, and there's places to go to for alternate therapies as well. Absolutely, because yeah. I think where we live, obviously, for anybody that doesn't know, Lincolnshire is quite rural yeah. and things can be quite spread out. And I've always lived here, but it can sometimes be a bit behind the times in terms of some other places like cities mm -hmm. or down south. So you can, when you're in this, sort of not necessarily realise just how much stuff is out there. Mm -hmm. And there's loads of us doing all different things. And I think, wow, we've got such a great community that are all working together yeah. to help people to heal and to grow and to learn and evolve. And that's amazing. Yeah, no, it is definitely yeah. helping it. Like you say, like learn and evolve and, and unwind and remember mm -hmm. as well. And um, particularly with, with with the way things are going. And, and I mean, I don't know how things are going. That's the thing, you know. <laughs> I, think, I think at this point in time, everyone's just hanging on. Yes. <laughs> But I, I, like I said, I do have, I do have a real big faith in the, in the future. Um, and um, I think, I think it's really important to kind of like instill that because a lot of people at the minute are a bit like, what's, what's going on in the world? I think we need to keep that hope, that faith. And actually yeah. we do get to manifest and create our reality mm -hmm. and what we choose to focus on becomes our reality. So the more we can heal ourselves, the more we can raise our vibration, the more we can think about what world do we want to create yeah. and what small part can we be? in allowing that to transition yeah. and take place, Definitely. then that's how we create that nice, better future. And I think the more of us that are on board with that, mm -hmm. the quicker and easier that process is going to be. Definitely. But I think at the moment, I, I like to hope that it, this is almost like labour pains. Mm -hmm. Like there's been this yeah. uncomfortable process for a long time yep. and actually something brilliant is about to be burst. Yeah, it's but the burst squeeze, Just isn't it? going through the tricky, uncomfortable bit at the moment. Yeah. And I think sometimes things need to be broken down and uh -huh. sometimes we need to become aware of, actually, this is a mess, this isn't working. Yeah. 
to then get a new idea of, okay, what do we want to do instead? Mm -hmm. So that is what I'm hoping we're in at the moment, that we're actually starting to transition into something yeah, more definitely. wonderful. Yeah, definitely. That reminds me when you were talking of, um, I think it was Greg Braden, I don't know, but it was, it, it's, well, through evolution as well, like throughout time, like when there's a crisis, that's when things will evolve. Yes. When, when an animal or organism is backed into a corner with no options to go, it's got a choice to either stop or change. Mm-hmm. So we, but we, it's it's so important that we kind of evolve with the change. Um, yeah, I I, I think um, it's important what we're doing, and mm. I think it's so important, especially like unwinding generational traumas. Yeah, that's that's a big one as mm -hmm. well. I mean, since particularly with having kids as well, it's it's so interesting. <laughs> it's amazing what things can be triggered and things that you didn't realise you were yeah. carrying or patterns from. Yeah, your parents or your grandparents that all of a sudden start to come through. You think, Mm -hmm. I never realised I did that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so it, it's such a lesson as well being a parent. I'm finding as well, like they're the teachers really, because mm -hmm. um, it's all about how I react. Yes, and and, and it is it is all about how you are reacting to them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's it's. Um, I mean, sometimes I do look at my kids and I'm like, "What's the future going to be like?" Because you can never imagine it anyway. No, you just can't. Mm -hmm. like, I think that's the beauty of the world as well. Like you, you can imagine, but. You can't like where it's going to lead or yeah. how everything's going to grow and go. Um, but I think it's really, I think, I think people, it's really important people are doing these therapies though because they're becoming more aware mm -hmm. and more sensitive, particularly with the pandemic and, and just being closed off for a while. I think, yeah, I remember being in a went going to a gig after the pandemic and I was like, oh, me and Annie were like overwhelmed. Yeah, I was just like struggling. It was hard work, like yeah. the, the noises, the murmurs, all the talking, the chatter. Mm -hmm. It's been years since I've heard this properly. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of been a catalyst for people to really kind of wake up mm -hmm. and really kind of get on their health, mindfulness or, or, or whatever it is to kind of start their journey off. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's made people realise there is something more and there's a different way. Definitely. But I think with everything you've just said, it does come back to that self-awareness. And you get that self-awareness by getting to know yourself, mm -hmm. discovering some of the bits you don't like, healing and shifting them. Yeah. But it all goes to that going within. Yeah. And it's allowing you to recognise and reconnect with who you really are. Yeah. Beyond all of the ancestral trauma, beyond all of the rubbish you've got throughout your life, the limiting beliefs and other things. It's stripping you back, isn't it, to your authentic self? That's what all of these things do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And remembering that... Um, childlike wonder and awe yes like that feeling of how magical things were as a child like you can still i i love that feeling me too yeah. and i'm sorry to interrupt you but something really really exciting happened today on the school playground that filled me with that awe and wonder and i'm still like that now so we're on the playground so it's just before christmas as we're having a conversation here and it was carols on the playground so all the children are singing and as we were listening to them singing it's windy today so the clouds were moving really quickly and there's all these beautiful colours in the clouds. Then Pete and I noticed a rainbow cloud. Now, I've never seen that before. It was an actual rainbow, but just a cloud. So what? there was no rainbow around it. The cloud was the rainbow. And really, it must have been the way that the light was refracting through all the sort of moisture droplets. But as it moved closer and closer, we just saw this rainbow cloud more and more clearly. <laughs> and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. So that was one of the moments that filled me with that Beautiful. awe and wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I needed to tell someone about that. <laughs> I'm glad you were reminded. I'm glad you shared. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know rainbow clouds could exist. I, first, I, I mean, 
there's only one science you're listening. If you want to explain how it works, I'd be happy to listen. Rainbow clouds, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were saying. No, he's like, yeah, no, it is that like that that awe and wonder. And um, I, I I write music as well, so I, I do like being creative. Oh wow! And I always like the creative aspect of of where music and lyrics come from. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it's always been my belief that you don't write the songs anyway. Like the the songs are kind of written, and you you're just the conduit if you want to be. Yeah, it makes it easier as well that. I think in any sort of creative endeavor, it's really good to trust the other or trust the muse, and it takes the pressure off you. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It takes the it takes the pressure off you having to provide some artwork or do something creative if you just imagine that something else it's already done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think I heard mm-hmm. Jack what Jack Jack White say that from White Stripes actually. He 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 does that when he's recording. Um, but yeah, I just I, I do and the, uh, back to the tank as well. Like that's it's a really good place to be creative as well. So the mm-hmm. tank can be used for n- numerous things like physical relaxation, decompression of your spine, like physical ailments, your nervous system, promoting the um, parasympathetic response and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, like meditation, journeying, like yeah. can be really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also problem solving and planning. Yes. Like it's a really good way to kind of think about your life and pull things apart and twist them and look at them. Mm-hmm. Because you've got the time and space to do it, you've got nothing coming in, yeah. So you can kind of think about your life and hold it, and just kind of look at it in different ways. And maybe if I did it that way, and you can play with ideas for about 10, 10 15 minutes without being interrupted. Yeah. Maybe many people do, but I, I just kind of maybe sometimes struggle to do that and yeah. have like a clear um, result at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, lot of benefits to it as well. That sounds really useful. I know I've always got lots of really interesting ideas but I'm also very distractible as well so I get excited and then I go off on a tangent with something and before I know I think oh actually I haven't finished or really planned or formulated what I'm doing I'm somewhere else like last night me and my husband went to a gig and something I saw was one of the drummers oh he was so amazing he was like the cookie monster he was so happy so (laughs) enthusiastic but he kept doing like these twizzly drum things with like the drumsticks in between his fingers like got to learn that like, <laughs> i really don't need to learn that i don't play the drums yeah but that's what i want to do you want to learn that i do want to learn that okay some stick that was what amazed me though when i was younger when i saw someone do that i was like what are they doing it's magic it is magic although i'm not sure i've got the hand eye coordination or whatever i need yeah, yeah but i'm sure i can develop it but that's part of being a human isn't it it's about learning and having different experiences and exploring yes and bringing that play back definitely well back to what you said as well uh about finishing things i am it's my (laughs) life i think it will always be my work to do there's it's it's fighting the resistance that you have within you as well to do things like what when you complete something it feels great yeah but when you're on a journey of a project there is always that resistance there i don't know if it's the ego the mind chatter but i i think I, i read a book called um war Oh, there's two different versions. Careful, the art of war. No, the war of art. Mm-hmm. So it goes into like the muse, and uh, it's just a really short book. It's about 100 pages, but it mm. tells you like get comfortable with the resistance and get really used to your idea, like you not wanting to finish ideas. Yeah, because I always fall at hurdles, particularly the last ones. Uh huh. When something just needs to be finished, I just, I'm just it's so hard for me to finish things sometimes. Yes. It's really weird. I'm the same. I'm okay if I have a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. That's great. But yeah. If I don't, I just get 
mm-hmm. distracted onto something else. And I think that's fine if you're happy with that, but yeah. sometimes it's not overly useful yeah. if when it's something you room. need to do like for your work or something. So I think having that flotation and that space and time mm-hmm. could be so beneficial. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really nice. And what we're finding is more popular now is the, the, the sauna floats are really interesting as okay. well. So it's kind of like the best thing to... Uh, kind of like what i do is Mm -hmm. i'll kind of sauna and plunge so i'll do 20 minutes in the sauna and then three minute cold plunge and then back in the sauna plunge sauna plunge okay about three times yeah and then by then you are tired yes because you've been from the extremities and you've got all the health benefits that you needed from it but then Mm -hmm. you are completely exhausted to kind of relax yeah because essentially with the cold You're kind of forcing yourself into like a little mini panic attack. Yep. Essentially, you're really ramping up your system. Mm-hmm. Like you're over oxygenating your body as well. Like it, it's it's intense, but that's why it's such a big fad at the minute. And it's kind of like turned into a bit of a stigmatized fad, I think. Yeah. Cold therapy. Everyone's a bit like, oh, you you do cold showers now, do you? But it saves so many people, I believe. It's really helped so many yeah. men, particularly as well. Like, you know, it's men's I think suicide. it's very accessible, isn't it, for yeah. men? I think because yeah. there's still that stigma attached about talking about your feelings, getting the extra help, being a tough man, mm-hmm. sort of sort of man up really. And it's, it's not healthy at all. So no. I think it's a really positive way mm-hmm. for men to oh, get yeah. that help and support. But I know when I, I've not done the cold showers for a long time now and I need to get back onto them. Yeah. I'm a right wuss when it comes to cold. Yeah. But I used to hate it. Every morning I hate doing it. But wow, I'd feel so invigorated and so alive for doing it, even just for like a minute. Yeah. Um, that's what you need, though. Yeah. Like, you don't need to do it for that long. Mm. I know that I've got some friends that, you know, that, that they'll, they'll plunge for maybe 10 minutes or so. And there's a lot of science coming out now that it's like you need to only do it maybe 12 minutes a week. Right. OK. So it's, it's literally like once you get this, once you get the shock, that that's where that's where the benefits are. Oh, interesting. Kind of like stretch an elastic band. Like yeah. once you get that, the, the, hot, the heat, the liver mates are cold and heat shock proteins so you're right, kind of okay. when you go into the cold your body thinks it's dying yep that's why you feel so great after uh-huh. <laughs> like all your blood rushes to like your main organs that's why your hands go freezing like your body goes into like survival mode mm-hmm. but then it's only three minutes so you come out and it's kind of like a new lease of life but i i really recently a lot of my clients that have been doing the sauna plunge float like i've been having incredible floats after yeah because sometimes it can take a while to unwind and relax when you just uh-huh just get into session sometimes it can, it can take people on the first session maybe half an hour 40 minutes to relax Gosh, yeah um but once you, the more you do it the more you can kind of disarm mm-hmm. and i'm sure when you do it you'll you know you know your avenues of the way you, you turn off, <laughs> i'll but, just go yeah, not even in there yet <laughs> but no it's been it's been working um yeah really well and i so like i say it's just so nice to help people yeah it really is mm-hmm. and like it's just so and it always works out like even when things are quite tight like things just seem to work yeah so i know that i'm like on the right track yeah I'm, like, it's still working mm-hmm. like we're like five years down the line like this like i, I would have loved to have expanded by now and i'm like no things are still working and this is still the right way to go absolutely and it'll carry on evolving won't it because mm. you are incorporating more and doing more things yeah. with it you don't realize because i guess it's it's like you don't realise the change ever because mm-hmm. it's like relative. So you just see you every day, but then I have clients that come back two years later and they're like, oh my God, you've changed so much. You're doing yeah. this now. And it's, you're like, oh, actually, yeah, uh-huh. I, guess, I guess I am doing okay. Yeah. But it's very rarely we give them, we give ourselves a pat on the back. Absolutely. You know? Well, I always find it the same, like 
I, I like it back to my children again. When I was with my children all the time, I didn't necessarily see the little changes that were taking place. But now I've got nieces and nephews. If I haven't seen them for a few weeks, mm -hmm. wow, the transformation is massive. Yeah. So I think when you're in it, you don't notice those things because it's it's a gradual process. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like you always feel like you, but really you're constantly changing to other people. Yes. It's um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's but I think that's what we're lucky with, isn't it? Being in this industry and also being on this journey, sort of a personal growth that we're constantly growing and evolving to become new versions of ourselves. So at each moment of time, we're giving ourselves the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves that we can be in that moment. Definitely. And then that's going to change again. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And recently I kind of, I mean, I always talk about this, but like you go down the spiritual route and it's kind of like, oh, you know, everyone's all about getting rid of their ego, their ego and watching <laughs> their ego spikes and their animal mind. And But I kind of come to the conclusion as well sometimes it's great to be enlightened and if everyone was, in, everyone was enlightened there'd be no polarity on earth at all yeah there'd be no mess there'd yeah. be no game to play there'd be no like what alan watts calls it like leela like the game of life like mm -hmm. it's the the godhead forgetting that he's god yeah like you know we're all all godheads just pretending that we're not yeah and we're all we've all forgotten ourselves just to remember again mm -hmm. but i kind of like you know Reese, i was talking to annie about it and a few of my friends but i'm like you know, sometimes your ego is you don't want to throw it away. It's the way your your thing to navigate here. Exactly. And like yeah. tango with it, like mm -hmm. dance with it a little bit. Learn when it's been off. Yes. And throw it aside and say, uh -huh. no, you're being rude. Like I yeah. don't need them thoughts right now, thank you. But sometimes it can can be helpful. Yeah. Well, we do have to navigate through this yeah, reality. Definitely. And so you do need an ego to some extent to be able to do that. But it's, yeah. like you say, it's keeping it in check. It's when it's doing something detrimental to you or to others around you. Yeah. That's when you think, oh, maybe I need to reevaluate this. Definitely. And normally it's something new that the mind hates. Yes. It's like, mm, don't know what that's about. I don't think I like mm -hmm. that. Whereas the heart's always open to something new. Yes. It's always excited. <laughs> well, the ego and our minds tend to like that familiarity, don't they? Yeah. Safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. But we're sure. not really taught either how to connect really with our heart and let our hearts and our intuition guide us. That's something in our society mm -hmm. that gets, I think, squashed from a very early age because I think children tend to be naturally born in that way. And by yeah. the time they're even toddlers, often they start to go to nursery or interact with other people, it's already starting to be yep. rationalised out of them. And I yeah. think it's such a shame. They're forgetting. It's like they come... They come all ready to go yeah and then like i've heard that as well when you watch your children grow up and you see culture and society slowly working on them yes you see them so organic and new from the age of zero to three and then mm -hmm. they make friends at school and they do they're influenced by different people and you know they have yeah. sayings that they pick up from and it's just they become part of this soup of culture uh -huh. um, but it's um yeah yeah it's super um beautiful to watch your kids grow though but also back to the ego thing though but still be i don't know like for example like i want a chocolate bar yeah <laughs> not the right thing to do i know it's not a wellness thing but you know what okay i will yeah and like don't be too hard on yourself as well like people, mm -hmm. sometimes people can go the other way and get far too hard on, with themselves and that's not helpful either yeah. we need to have self-compassion yeah, yeah 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 it's so important so mm -hmm. important um but yeah yeah it's just balance, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think having that community, mm -hmm. whether it's by listening to things like this podcast, whether it's reading books, whether it's having people that we connect with. I mean, I think that is huge, having 
like-minded people, yeah. people that will both support and challenge you in a very nurturing way yes. to help you become the best version of yourself. Definitely. And the challenges are so important, again, because that's where you grow and yes. you build new bridges and new pathways and mm -hmm. unwind probably pathways that you, you needed unwinding as well. And yeah. it's kind of create this like symbiotic, like ideal for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're in those really tricky bits, those real resistances or bits where you think, oh, I'm never going to solve this, I'm never going to get out of it, it can almost feel impossible, that growth. Mm -hmm. But I like to remind myself now when I'm in those situations, actually, if I'm feeling this level of discomfort, it shows me actually massive progress is nearing because yeah. I'm obviously getting to that point where it's so close. Yeah. And I think just reminding yourself of that, but having other people to remind you of that as well can be yeah. so transformative. Yeah, community is so important. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's um, and connection. It goes back, you know, like it goes back to tribes as well. Like, and it, you know, we were all kind of like a, we are all a community. Yeah. Um, but in a completely different way that we, that we, our ancestors probably are used to. I mean, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I, I don't think I could live in a commune now. No, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean, think I, I could either. Yeah, I've got friends that do, and I'm like, I don't, like I love it, but I love just being in a quiet house. Well. Yes, me too. I think um, I like my own space. I like my own company. Yeah, um, yeah And I love the idea of that community. Yeah. I don't think I could actually do it. I don't think it would work for me. I like being able to come together, collaborate, share yeah. ideas, share inspiration, and then have a bit of space <laughs> as well. <laughs> you need the space. So again, back to the polarity, like you appreciate. I'm very much the same. I'm really sociable. But when I'm home, I'm pretty yeah. different. Yes. Pretty different, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's um, yeah, it's just lovely to meet people as well, and also just just offer offer a lifeline and help to people that are looking for alternate ways. I mean, a big big one for us as well is people getting off SSRIs mm -hmm. and you know antidepressants and just kind yeah. of like helping them just slowly like wean off mm -hmm. and just find alternatives. Um, and also as well, like you just see the amount. Of, there's just so many people that. Me and I do it all the time, but the people just go through, you must do as well, but the people just go through so much shit. Yeah. They go through so much crap in their life, and it just makes you, I'm normally so humbled by the end of the week, like, thank God, I feel so blessed as well. Yes. Like, I haven't got, you know, some people just go through such hardships, and then they're the loveliest people as well. Yeah. They're like shining, and you mm -hmm. don't realise until like, then there's been for two or three sessions, and they kind of unpack things, you're like, oh my God, I literally, I've, no idea. It gives you faith in people's strength. It does. And I think it's really important to remember that as well. And I have to really remember that sometimes because some of the things I hear, really awful things that people have been through, stuff that nobody should ever have to go through, horrendous stuff often at the hands of somebody else. Yeah. Yep. And I think if you're not careful, that can become more consuming. So I think it's really important to remember that, do you know what? Look at how beautiful those people are and look at their resilience and their strength. But also what a privilege it is to be part of their journey. Yes, you can't change their past, mm. but what you can do is you can support them in the present to help them have a brighter, more positive future. And I think what a gift. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's it's And yeah, just like I say, to be part of their journey and watch their transformation mm -hmm. and just be there to to laugh yes. as well. Like <laughs> laughter goes so far. You can always like laugh. And I love breaking the ice and having jokes with my clients as well because it's just such a nice... It transcends so much. Mm -hmm. It cuts through such ten tense air sometimes. Yes. And it's such a a reliever. And mm -hmm. it's a it's a beautiful thing as well, laughing. Like when you think you actually like 
if you could see what you were releasing when you laugh, it would, I bet it'd be beautiful. I bet it would. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to imagine that from now on when people are laughing. I'm going to imagine what colours and what lovely things are coming yeah. out of them. I spend quite a lot of my time in imagination as well as reality. Yeah, that's great. It's the best place to be. <laughs> Me too. Oh, how lovely. Oh, I'm really happy with that thought now. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> so obviously you said as well about obviously the cold immersion but also the saunas what benefits do saunas have then that's so what we have is an infrared sauna okay um so there's a lot of benefits and i've got to be careful as well when i'm relaying like statistics because a lot of the studies have been done on traditional wet saunas yes so there's a difference between the wet finished saunas and the infrared but what's coming out now is the infrared is far more beneficial okay um than traditional saunas mm-hmm. first off Traditional wet saunas maybe penetrate your skin about three millimetres. Right. Like just like below the surface of your skin, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but whereas infrared start about three centimetres in. Wow. So essentially it's starting in your bones. Yeah. On, in your legs and working its way out. And it kind of works in reverse. Um, I hate to say it, but it sounds like a microwave. But it's it's a safe microwave. Yeah, that's good. That's positive. Because I don't like microwaves. The no. only thing I use the microwave for in our house is my guinea pigs have got a hot water bottle. Oh, okay. Um, because oh, yeah. I don't want them to get cold outside. Oh, and that needs to be microwaved. But other than like, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't use the microwave for food in our yeah. house because so I got, don't want to. You've got a guinea like... pig microwave. Got... Yeah, <laughs> which is quite um, Taking up quite a lot of kitchen yeah. for six minutes a day in the winter. <laughs> but um, I won't let them go cold. But yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's not like a microwave, no, though. <laughs> it, it's, it's sometimes just the easiest way to explain to people because it, it does, it starts deep in your bones, then to your muscle tissue, lymphatic system, um, and then your skin and pores. And mm-hmm. it's when you first get into an infrared sauna, it doesn't feel that hot. It's not that, it's not that oppressive. Yeah. Because like, I struggle in saunas. Like, yeah, I me hate, too. hate the yeah. heat. I can't breathe properly. I, but with the, with the, with the infrared, it's a dry heat, so you can take a book in, you can take your phone in. Oh, it doesn't nice. actually heat the thing up; it, it doesn't heat the air up; it heats you up. Oh, it's quite strange. Yeah. Um, and also, it, you can burn about six hundred calories, um, and you sweat and purge and detox mm-hmm. so much. I mean, in terms of how much how much metals and detoxification you're getting, you know, detoxify uh, detoxification from her. Uh, from heavy metals is such a big thing. At the yes, it's huge. Everyone's mm-hmm. into detoxing, so it's, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot coming out about it in terms of how much it is is actually doing, um, or you're just depleting your electrolytes. But it's 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 really really interesting. I feel great, so I I do it yeah. every night, and I do oh, a, I do a plunge, plunge in a sauna before bed normally. Um, oh, lovely! It's nice, but yeah. <laughs> well, if you got one. it, you may as well use it. <laughs> but it's um, but me and Annie, yeah, really got into. I think originally I got into the floats and mm-hmm. that's all I wanted to do. And then you just start to open up and you see what is working as well for you and what other things offer benefits for people. And both me and Annie did Reiki together about eight or nine years okay. ago. Um, so, you know, we kind of early start started that and slowly it's just kind of building slowly mm-hmm. into something. But the... Um, yeah, this, the sauna is, is, is really interesting. It's probably one of, the pop, it's one of the most popular things at the minute, uh-huh. especially with the cold weather. Yes, I People bet. love it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's yeah, and you do feel very... The, the big thing is the heat shock protein. So it's similar to what the benefits that you get from the cold therapy. Um, mm-hmm. The liver makes heat shock proteins as well. So there's the opposite okay. effect going on. Yep. So the, the body thinks it's dying and you're going into mm-hmm. a state of stress. But to be honest, I really, really love the last five, ten minutes in the sauna when it's hard. 
Yeah. Because you can really get like do some reading, even just simple box breathing, but you can really do some really interesting breath work mm -hmm. carefully. Yeah. You can't be quite <laughs> careful, but it's um yeah you can it, it it's sometimes going through, like we were saying earlier, just the hard the hard work, you, the, the better the relief at the end. You're like, yeah. You're so much better after that. Oh, amazing! <laughs> and I'm really excited because. You're really, really close to my house, and I didn't really realise that. My geography is absolutely terrible. Um, you were so close. Well, that's great. We're really close. Yeah, it's yeah. literally like it's about a four-minute drive. It's the shortest drive to someone's house I've ever done. Excellent. I like that. <laughs> and that's especially good for me because I'm coming to start doing um, Annie's Circle. Yeah, oh, at the end really? of January. Yes, I am. Nice. Because I do a lot of spiritual things anyway. Great. Um, but a lot of what I tune into is quite specific. Okay. And I feel like... One, I need the community just to go, and I'm not doing it in sort of a, a business or professional capacity, but just a group of individuals that are interested. And also, I think, to fill in some gaps, because I think I've probably got some gaps and some of the basics. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm so excited. Oh, but I'm great. even more excited that you live so close. Yeah, so close. <laughs> it's fine in the summer, but when it's dark and in the winter and it's yeah, cold. Especially when you're out, out here, it's like when you're in, you're in for the night. Like, yes. There's nowhere to go, really. Because it's pitch black yeah. and it's so rural and remote and yeah. there's, there's nothing to do anyway. No, no that's great. You come to the circles. That's great. I mean, yeah. you're doing really... It's great. Again, you kind of build a community. You just It's other curious minds. Yeah. And I'm always reminded, like, when, when I'm talk, talking or meeting people in the wellness industry, but I think Timothy Leary said it. It wasn't, he had the famous tune in dropout saying, but like, he had another saying, which is just find the others. Yeah. Like, they're there. The, mm -hmm. the others are waiting for you, like, in the world somewhere. Mm -hmm. They're all there. We're all doing their bit and mm -hmm. we'll all cross paths when we need to. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, <laughs> lovely. So, we're nearly coming to the end. Um, it's gone really fast. It has, it um, has, definitely. So before you go, have you got any final words of support or encouragement or inspirational messages you'd like to leave the listeners with? Leave the listeners, yeah. Um, trust your intuition. And normally, yeah, everyone's, me and Nanny talk about this, but everyone's intuition, they discard way too much. Mm -hmm. The first the first thought you have about anything is normally the right one. Yep. Um, exercise, if you can, um, and smile and laugh. And that's it. Keep it simple. Lovely. I love that. So just before you go, could you just tell everyone how to make contact with you, where to find you? Yeah. If you want to come along or have a session or just have a read about what me or Annie do, um, just go on our Instagram, which is Go Deep Flotation, um, or our website, GoDeepFlotation.com. Um, and you can kind of connect with us there or on Facebook um, and just see what we're about and what we're offering. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much. Really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Take care and I shall speak to you soon. Bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe. If you would like to find out more about the therapies that we provide and the training we offer, please visit our website www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk. You can also find us on social media.